Amen. Well, I'm glad you're in church today. What? Oh, you just raised your hand, Brian, because you're... Okay. I thought I was getting instructions from the sound booth. I'm glad you're all awake. Boy, don't we live in historic times. What's going to happen this week? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. I hope you've copped an attitude. Boy, I got one. Okay. Let's not get political. There'll be a time and place for that. I want to uh, go on now. We're going to start a series, and Kathy kicked it off, and it's on doctrine. And everyone say this with me. Doctrine simply means teaching, instruction. You know, you hear that word doctrine, and you just want to go to sleep. People that will go to sleep will be shot on sight here at Harp. No. <laughs> that woke everybody up. <clears throat> Here's the purpose of what we're doing. We'll be doing this for a, for a number of weeks. It's going to take time because I'm going to end this series. It will culminate with giving you the tenets of faith at Harvest Church. So if you're new to Harvest Church, you're going to find out what we believe. Why we believe it. Amen. And we'll go through that. But the first thing we're going to do, I'm, go- I'm going to read to you a lot of scripture today. And um, you can turn in your Bible or you can jot down this, the scriptures, whatever. But here are six things. This is my goal for this series. Number one, today we're going to talk and give you scriptural warnings. Say warnings. Then we're going to define doctrine, and it's important, what constitutes, number three, sound doctrine. Number four, what constitutes false doctrine. Number five, what should the believer's attitude be toward false doctrine and false teachers? Amen? And then finally, what does Harvest Church believe? If you want to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15. Now, I encourage you, I know a lot of you young people have your phones, and you, or you have your Bible. How many of you use your phone? Let me see it. Okay. How many of you are old school? Well, old school is more anointed. I'm smiling. Don't get all shook, shook up. What? What was that? I missed it. Okay. I, sometimes when the anointing's on me, brother, I go fast. Okay, Matthew 15, scriptural warnings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you read this, then you don't need to go on. You could, I'll just read the rest of it to you. But here, you know, Jesus is dealing with the Pharisees, you know, and the scribes, the Sadducees. That's why they were sad, you see, okay? It says this in verse 6, then we need to honor his father and mother. And it goes, thus you've made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their what? And honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me. Now get that. In vain. It's useless. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the what? 
commandments of men. Okay, so doctrine or teaching can come from who? Men. Years ago, churches, you know, Pentecostal churches, they wore their dresses down to the floor. Amen. They, they, they look different. And they acted different. You know, it's no wonder the world made fun of them and the world was not attracted to Jesus because of their legalism. Okay? Now that's one. Okay, now let me read to you. You don't need to turn there. Romans 16, verse 17. It says, and Paul says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and what? Avoid them. That's interesting. The Message Bible says, One final word of counsel, friends. Keep a sharp eye out for those who take bits and pieces of the teaching that you learned and then use them to make trouble. I'll never forget. It's been a number of years ago. We had somebody come in here on a Wednesday night. Some of you remember this story. Because I remember Nate was there, my... my uh, Usher, my big usher. And I thought everything was all right. You know, what's a shepherd supposed to do? Take care of the sheep. He knows that because his daddy's a preacher. You guard the sheep. It's my responsibility to guard you from wolves and feed you by still waters. Sheep cannot receive from the word if the waters are not still. And this gentleman, I thought I was watching him and I'd heard where he worked and he was, you know more white-collar individual. And then it was a couple weeks later, he came up to me, and he said, in fact, I've got one here by chance, he said, you know, you can't preach from this message translation. It's not right. You can't. Well, I don't preach. I use King James or New King James. But I will refer to, as many others have referred to, this translation. And he got... Very, very, um, what's the word? I, I, I'm trying to be careful. Aggravated. I got aggravated. And I went out with him, walked out with him, and I said, don't ever come back to this church again. You're not welcome. Pastor, you being, no, he was a wolf. And the spirit was wrong about him. You say you did that? Yeah, I did that. And he never did come back. And I think he's gone. I think he left town. I think he left his job. See, we we got to be careful. You can get so legalistic and think it's only got to be it's got to be this way. And I'm going to tell you, folks, if you think you got last year figured out, you think you got this year figured out up here? Forget it. The only way we're going to make it is if we stand on the word and not get off in a ditch on either side. I've only had to do that two or three times in 30 plus years of ministry to ask somebody somebody to leave the church. Why would you allow somebody to come in and infect your fellowship with a cancer? Bitterness, strife, division. That's not right. Now I'm going to say something. 
I already have, I guess. The church is not a democracy. It's a theocracy. And if you don't have that revelation by now, you need to get it. Okay. Ephesians 4.14. Without you turning there, but let me read what he's saying. He, he prefaces this with giving you the fivefold ministry gift. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. I was talking with, with somebody uh, this week, and I, I said, I commented because I knew what denomination they were. And I said, you don't understand or really get the fact of the apostle, prophet, of evangelist, pastor, teacher. You might get the pastor, but you've never embraced the office of the apostle, prophet. And because of that, you're missing out. Amen? We need that. And then Paul says, why do we need the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried away with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men? Do you know what 2020, I'm still in 2020, it's 2021, W-O-N. Do you know what 2020 has done for the church? It's helped people find out if they're children or not. Let me see, let's say that again. 2020 has helped the body of Christ discover if they are children spiritually. Are mature. Now, you can be a child spiritually but you are commanded of Scripture to grow spiritually. You and I are not to remain as spiritual children. We are to grow and mature in the things of God. Because we do, children, they're more likely to be tossed to and fro and carried away by every wind of doctrine. Now, you can look at if you want to in 1 Timothy. I'm just kind of giving you some scriptural background about doctrine and the warnings that came, especially from the Apostle Paul. 1 Timothy chapter 1, he's addressing, he's written to Timothy who was a spiritual son who was a pastor of a huge church that was experiencing persecution. Not, you know, we don't know what true persecution is. Even though we've gone through this, you know, with the government and covid this was something back then. And so, where do you, why do you suppose Paul told Timothy, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound disciplined mind? Now, this is what he said in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. He says, As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification which is in faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, from a sincere faith from which some having strayed have turned aside to idle talk. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. 
But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and the sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murders of fathers, murders of mothers, for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, kidnappers, liars, perjurers. And if there's any other thing that is contrary to, any other thing contrary to, anything contrary to sound doctrine or healthy doctrine according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. Now look over to chapter 4. Paul says, and Kathy gave you this scripture I believe last week, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, amen, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those believe and know the truth, those who believe and know the truth, for every creature of God is good. Nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Look at chapter 6. First Timothy six, verse one, let as many bondservants as are under the yoke count their masters worthy of honor. Now, this is I read this the other day. I don't know how many times and today it just jumped out of the page off the page when I read it. Let as many bondservants as are under the uh, yoke count their masters worthy of honor. Now, look at so that the name of God and his doctrine. Do you get that? Whose doctrine? His doctrine, not men's doctrine. So that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they're brethren, but rather serve them because those who are benefit are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the what? Doctrine, which accords with godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicions, Useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Now look at this. From such withdraw yourself. So if you're not getting taught his doctrine, you and I are told it's scriptural. You must withdraw yourself from that. If you're going to church that's not pe- preaching the doctrine and pointing everything to Jesus Christ, then you shouldn't be hooked up with the church like that. Amen? And I'm not saying there's a lot of good churches out there that preach good doctrine and, and love Jesus. But I'm gonna, you're going to find out in a couple weeks we're going to have a special guest minister. You're going to find out how easy it is to get off the good doctrine. Amen? Now look at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 1 verse 13. 
Hold fast the pattern of sound words. Say that. Sound words or healthy doctrine, which you've heard from me. Paul's telling Timothy, in faith and love, which are in Jesus Christ. Now look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure what? Sound doctrine. But according to their own own desires because they have itching ears say itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables but you be watchful in all things endure afflictions do the work of an evangelist fulfill your ministry you know one thing i get i've gotten so i watch youtube there's not much on tv anymore and there's certain things i like to listen to one things i like to listen to are and let's see how how do they say it um NDEs, near-death experiences. You ever listen to some people talk about? Okay. And and I'll get on and watch. That's excellent because they're talking about Jesus. They're talking about God. They're talking about love. And I thought, well, I'll click this one on. Not once did I hear the name Jesus. What I heard was the word meditation off. If you're not listening to something that does does not exalt Jesus or mention the name of Jesus, then do not watch it. Amen? Say he's right. I'm right. Ask my wife. She says I'm right all the time. Look at Hebrews 13, verse 7. Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember those who rule over you or lead you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now look at This is good. This is important. Do not be carried about with various and strange what? Doctrines. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It's always plural when it's the devil. Doctrines. But with God, it's singular. One doctrine. Remember that. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have been profited, those who have been occupied with them. Okay. Second John. I'm almost finished, and I got a little video for you to watch. Second John, look at verse 7. What, I'm, what am I giving today? Scriptural warnings. What's the Bible say? Verse 7, for many deceivers, how many? Many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. It's not so much they're specifically an ant- the antichrist. It's the spirit of the antichrist. Look to yourselves. 
Everyone say that. Look to yourselves. We're so quick to look to somebody else and judge them and try to get their life in order. You take care of you. Look to yourselves and we do not that we do not lose those things we work for that we may receive a full reward. Let me read it to you from the Message Bible. The Message Bible. I can find it here. You can use the Message Bible. Is he going to throw me out because I'm an NIV guy? No. It's the spirit behind it. You, did you get that? Did you understand what I said? I don't want anybody leaving thinking, my God, he's going to walk me out, tell me never to come back. If you're a wolf in sheep's clothing, yes. There's no wolves here today. What are we? Good sheep. Good sheep. Second John. There are a lot of smooth-talking charlatans loose in the world who refuse to believe that Jesus Christ was truly human, a flesh-and-blood human being. Give them their true, true title, deceiver, antichrist. Be care, very careful around them so you don't lose out on what we've worked so diligently in together. I want you to get every reward you have coming to you. Anyone who gets so progressive in his thinking that he walks out on the teaching of Christ, walks out on God. But whoever stays with the teaching stays faithful to both the Father and the Son. And I wrote this down. In fact, it was in my Bible. When you leave the Bible for any other doctrine or teaching or instruction, you've left God to. So if you get out of this book and you start watching something else or listening this, and for a while, I just read a story about a woman that poisoned her family. And she started feeding them small amounts of poison every meal. They could not discern that the poison was in the food. And before long, they were dead. It starts out small. That's how the devil works. Just a little bit here and a little bit there. Pretty soon, if you keep listening, you keep watching and giving heed to that false doctrine or teaching, you're hooked. Amen? It's, it's the truth. One more scripture. I'll just read it. You don't need to turn there. Matthew 24. Matthew 24, verse 1. It says, Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to show him the buildings of the temple. Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when these things be and what will be the sign of your coming of the end of the age. Now, listen, this is what's important. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Now he goes on and talks about 
rumors of war, nations rising up against each other. But he starts this chapter giving his disciples specific instruction, take heed that no one deceives you. And I'm saying that word is for us right now. Take heed, everyone say it. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ and will deceive many. Many's mentioned twice there. Everyone say many. Not just a few, but many. There are people in the body of Christ right now, born again, spirit filled, even talking tongues that are deceived. And if you, if you, and what's alarming, it's not just the sheep. There are spiritual leaders and ministry gifts right now that are going back on what they've said about the next four years of Trump. They caved. Now we need to pray for our spiritual leaders. Because, you know, I was talking to my oldest son. He called and he says, I don't understand that why this person so and so that's been saying this and saying that. He's, he's now detracting everything that he said. Well, I said, Caleb, I said, we're ministers or human beings. And if they can be, there can be so, you know, it used to tick me off. I told you a few weeks ago, well, my, my brother-in-law can upset me because he'd always say, oh, you preachers do just play golf all week. Yeah, I would. People don't get what a, a ministry gift has to endure. You know, I love my wife, and I, don't, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. But I'll tell you what, it's the grace of God. We're together. I've said that before. It's a miracle. I fear God. Amen. I, 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 I want to do what God's called me to do. It's not easy being a preacher. Was it easy being in a, raised in a preacher's home? No. That's why you got to pray. This is a commercial. You know how YouTube, they got breaking with commercial. This is a commercial. And you can't press skip. You better pray for us. You don't like us. You don't like sometimes what we say. I just wish his wife played the organ because all preachers' wives play the organ. Ain't going to happen. She's got her own, you know, skill set. Remember the movie Taken? Yeah. She's got her own skill set, and her skill set's helped us keep us here all these years. She's a conservative. She knows how to handle the money. She's, she's very careful with the money. She's, she can, we had a one prophet years ago call her up and say, you can spot a phony a mile away. That's, that makes me feel good as a pastor, as a shepherd. Because not only am I have to look out for the sheep, my wife can size you up real quick and tell you if you're the real deal. But you need to pray for your preachers. 
If you're not praying for us, you know what I've started to do? I used to pray for the church corporately. I pray the prayers of Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians every day. Sometimes it takes a few minutes to get through all of them. And I pray for my family and I pray for the church in general. But you know what I've started to do? Elvin, you're the first on the list. Ron Elvin's at the top, A. And I go down through every name. So if you want me to pray for you, you better get signed up. You need, in fact, you need to get, you're going to have to, you're, you're going to have to be good about keeping as new people come, getting their names. And it's not that you're an official member. <laughs> Just because we have a directory and your name on it doesn't make you a member of the church. I've never been big about legalism and laws to become a member of Harvest Church. Okay. But if you want me to call out your name every day before God, then get your name down. Amen? We all need prayer. Okay, skip. The word in the Greek for deceive means to lead astray or to wander off course. This can apply to a single individual or a whole nation. What do you think's happened to this nation? What have we gotten? Off course. Amen. Now, you want to get this cued for me? And we'll just end there. We'll stop there. This video is only 45 minutes long. I'm Henri, aren't I? It's only like three minutes. I think you'll find it enjoyable. And then I'll make a comment and we'll close. How's that? Okay. Um, as he gets us ready, here's what we heard this morning. The types of doctrine that you'll find. Sound doctrine, good doctrine. Doctrines of demons. Remember, devil's doctrines are what? Plural. God's doctrine, singular. There are strange doctrines, doctrines of men, and every wind of doctrine now, I'll, I'll set this up. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. Okay, we got it ready?
Babies will do that, won't they? Did you ever have your kids when they were little do that? I don't remember what our boys did, but I'm sure they did. Spiritual babies are no different. They'll eat anything. I don't want you to be a spiritual baby. Amen? We need to grow. We go through... Uh, I'm going to end there. I'm going to unhook there. But we need to grow. And the only way you and I are going to grow spiritually is to feed on this. Listen to the preacher. Amen. Give you this. You know, the prophet said, I found your word and did eat it. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, my life. Amen. So let's let's get our diet right. You are what you eat. I can't eat Casey's every day anymore. I used to, but I never gained weight. But it's just, it's not good for you. I did have one for breakfast though. But you know what? I had a bowl of oatmeal with it. So that counter countered. Let's ride your feet today. Stand up. Say, it's all about, oh, it's all about Jesus. And it's all about God's doctrine. Father, today I pray for your people. My prayer is this. They hear the voice of the good shepherd. And the voice of a stranger they do not follow. Father, I continue to thank you that you are in the days ahead bringing the prodigals back. Children, grandchildren. I thank you, Lord. We bind doctrines of devils, lying, seducing, deceiving spirits. 
We say their eyes are open to see and their ears are open to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd in this hour. Their spirits, their hearts are softened to you, Holy Spirit. Now, Father, I thank you, Lord, that everyone here this morning for this new week will take time to feed upon the Father's word, desiring, Lord God, the sincere milk of the word, but also the meat of the word. So, Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. I pray God's protection. I lose angels to encamp around everyone here and every one of their family members. No weapon formed against them shall prosper in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, they're above and not beneath. Lord, they're victorious through Jesus Christ. They're prospering. They are in health. Their souls are prospering. Everyone say this. Twenty. One. W. O-N. Amen. 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 Is anyone here need prayer for your physical body? Everyone okay? Amen. Good to see Grandma and Grandpa belts back there. Praise God. Well, God's good. Anything else? Prayer tomorrow night. Amen. We'll see you. God bless you. Thank you.